Welcome to the podcast where we talk about topics we have no business discussing because coaches don't play. I'm the host, Kavya, and today I'm joined by Yashmita. Hola. You got it right on the first time, Slay. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Kavya last week, actually. I was like, wow, you guys sound like really, really natural oh, on really? the podcast yeah, now. <laughs> so where are you at right now? Physically, mentally? Mm-hmm, yeah, today's episode is on post-grad and healing. So I am currently eight months post-grad and I started my first corporate job ever in August. And right now we're recording this in January, so I'm pretty much just like chilling, I don't know, coasting. I haven't had like too many major life updates, but I feel like, I don't know, every few weeks I feel like a completely new person, lots of like life changing on the day-to-day basis. What were you? I don't know if I have to say this, but I live in Wisconsin now and I'll stop saying that. It's just that sometimes people will DM me on my photography account. I have this shoot that I want you to do. <laughs> They'll like give me all the details and stuff and I'm like, is this in Carrie? They'll be like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I don't live there anymore. Like, <laughs> So I feel like I, I like mention it all the time, like excessively. Now that I've hit six months, I kind of feel like I have everything I need physically mm-hmm. in terms of like setting up my room. I feel like everything is set up now. I'm kind of into like routine of sorts. And I think that I'm just making my life my own. The first six months when you move to a place, you're probably just like trying to figure things out, <laughs> like get some stability. Mm-hmm. Now I'm trying to figure out what exactly I want mm-hmm. out of my time here. It's kind of crazy that you're only at six months, though, because I feel like I, I started my job in like August. So I guess it's like seven months. Yeah, it's seven months. I f- yeah. It feels like almost forever that you've been in like Wisconsin now. Like six months seems like a long time. But six months is honestly like a very chaotic, like the first six months that you move somewhere. I've had more time to myself recently. And it's kind of crazy because I've been able to get through my entire to do list. Like when I was like in not high school but like you know when I was in college my to-do list was always like 70 plus things and now it's just like three Mm -hmm. that is like insane especially with like my ADHD brain to like get to that point but I think recently I've been having Mm -hmm. a lot more energy and spending a lot more energy on like my hobbies and all that kind of stuff so I think that's what I mean by like really making my life my own yeah it almost feels like a light switch went off in my head Because I've been feeling that way too and like I don't exactly know what it was because even like last November and up until like mid-December, I was like in chaos, like freak out mode. Every single day I was just like crying, screaming, throwing up. But then like that last week of December, I don't know what happened, but I was like, you know, none of this shit is that deep. I'm kind of in the part of like post-grad where I'm like, okay, this is real. But yeah, I just feel like a lot more calmer now. And like, because my life is so simple, because I live at home and everything, the fact that my to-do list is like nothing either is like honestly very relaxing. I feel mm-hmm. very, very like peaceful lately. I just used, and Kavi just used the word like postgrad a lot. So what exactly does postgrad mean to you? Because I feel like lately I've been seeing like hashtag postgrad diaries, maybe because the questions I'm like Googling or like something in my search bar is like giving it away. (laughs) I've been getting like so much targeted TikTok content that's like all people that are like freshly graduated college and are like trying to figure out their lives and they'll just be like saying all their deepest thoughts (laughs) like online, like diary format. And I feel like so many people have been discussing like oh life is kind of hard after college or like i feel so unsure of everything right now like i don't know what i'm doing there's a lot of like 22 23 year olds right now like talking about postgrad so i wanted to ask you like how do you feel like now that you've graduated college and like what does that postgrad like mean to you if i feel like if you're in college right now this probably sounds like crazy because you're like bro why are you graduating and having an existential crisis but i feel like it's literally yeah. like a life 180 what is postgrad to me 
for me right now, it's been a lot of just like adapting to a new city and a new job and just adapting, I guess. I mean, I don't have the answer to that question yet. Maybe ask me in another six mm-hmm. months and I'll like tell you what it means to be like an adult. But I also don't think I've had a lot of questions post-grad because it was almost mm-hmm. like when you sign up for something, especially like college or like a job or something like that, it's kind of like you're setting up the next few years of your life or that's how it feels like, right? So I feel like since I was like, well, I'm signing a contract for two years, moving out to Wisconsin and what is there to think about? You know what I mean? The next two years in my life are set so i think those questions are only now gonna come up now that we've passed the six month mark Mm -hmm. i feel like you've brought this up multiple times before and i never really fully understood what you were talking about when you were talking about like postgrad diaries and like those videos but today i was watching a recommendation you sent me cat throughout right yes oh my god i'm so happy you checked her out (laughs) yeah yeah so i was watching her earlier today and then i was like oh i understand the format of video and the kinds of questions and thoughts that she's having like i understand what you mean by that now I found her content again after listening to her in early college or high school and she used to make like more regular like vlog style content before but finding her account now she's been post-grad for like a few years now I think I want to say she's like 26 or something but because she's older I feel like she's already gone through this period that we're in right now and so she knows like all the exact words and like the hindsight to describe the emotion before I watched her video I was filled with like kind of almost anxiety but like I couldn't place my finger on what I was feeling then I watched her content and I was like oh yeah okay this makes sense (laughs) like she is in a different position than I am though because I am still surrounded by people who are in the same like life phase as me you know what I mean because like when I'm starting off at like this new company they're hiring a bunch Mm -hmm. of people who are just like fresh out of college so I feel like the questions I have or just like things I like doubt myself about yeah it doesn't feel as like I'm spiraling or I'm insane because it's like other people are experiencing the same thing And I do have friends who have also moved out of state and it's like, we're literally experiencing the same thing in different areas and finding our own ways. Mm -hmm. And I will say like, after I graduated, I realized like, damn, the world is like really big. And like, that sounds like a very like, okay, bitch, what the hell? (laughs) But I think I didn't really understand like that your path in life, every single kind of decision you make could lead you on a different path. Like the point of life we're at right now is like there's infinite possibilities available. Whereas like in college is very limited. It's like, okay, one year, two year, third year, fourth year. And then, okay, you either graduate and get a job or you graduate and go to grad school. And like, that seems like very Mm -hmm. A to B versus like now that I'm out of college and even when I job search, like I'm like every single one of these like opportunities is like a completely different life I could be living. Oh, I could stay here in NC. I could move to this state. I could move on the West Coast. I could move like, what if I lived in the Midwest? I don't know. Life is very like interesting right now. I think your situation is also like a lot different than mine because you like moved in what, July? Which is like literally mm-hmm. almost right after graduation because you were in Charlotte a month back at Carrie and then you're like jet setting off to a different state. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I think that's also like really cool and interesting mm-hmm. but for me it's like i had i feel like i've had so much time to like i'm at my parents house right now like i'm back in Cary, which is like i grew up in morrisville but mm-hmm. i'm still discovering a lot of things about Cary. like they're literally yeah. like next door neighbors most of the time i'm just like chilling at home spending time with my family forcibly i guess but <laughs> um i'm not really doing yeah. like lots of events so i feel like lately i've had so much time with myself with my thoughts i don't see my friends like every waking hour of the day or even like every other day like i used to you end up doing a lot of thinking when you're just like alone and i feel like being post-grad like a lot of people are alone with their thoughts for like the first time Mm -hmm. in forever yeah and so do you think you're where your younger self thought you would be 
it depends on like what you mean by younger self. Like senior year me, like this is exactly where I thought it would be. But if I was thinking like younger self, like maybe me in high school or me as a freshman, my younger self would think like, wow, you've changed a lot in the version of self that you are. Freshman year me was like Yashmita prototype A. Now I'm like on level like J or like Z. Like, I don't know. I'm like, I've like evolved so much. I think my younger self would be like, damn, you changed. And they probably think I was cool right now, but physically mm-hmm. and like my life circumstances, they haven't changed a lot or nothing's like super crazy. Like I didn't like move across the country or like get a job at Google. Nothing about my life circumstances right now would surprise me. But I think like emotionally, I've like just changed so much and I matured a lot. What about you? Yeah, no, I think like a year ago, me would probably be not surprised. <laughs> Like, yes, I moved out of the state, mm-hmm. a brand new routine, apartment, friends, like activities that I do like during the week and stuff. I also I knew that would all change because of the fact that I knew I was going to move or mm-hmm. at least I was thinking about it by like early senior year, you know, but I think little things would surprise me. So like the fact that I have a hamster. That is so like it I- is so random. I like me a year ago and I never have a guess that you would have gotten a hamster either. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like my hamster, my dating life. A year ago, I was mostly just focused on the present because it was my last year at school. And after the pandemic, I was like really determined to make the most out of my, the time that I had mm-hmm. or like the one year that I had on campus. So I don't think I got to like think about the possibilities a lot until recently. Mm, that's so interesting. Would you as like mm-hmm. a lot younger, like maybe high school you or like you when you were 20 or like 18, mm-hmm. do you think they would be surprised or do you think you've always kind of known like, okay, well, I was always going to move? I think I would be like surprised, but like in a happy way. Like I'd be mm-hmm. like, damn, you got the best case scenario. Like I accomplished everything I wanted to and still becoming the person that I want to be. So I feel like in that sense, happily surprised. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when I was younger, there would just be a lot of doubt in my mind. It was just like, I know the life that I want. I know who I want to be. Like, I know all these things. Or I know myself, at least, and what would make me happy. So it yeah. was really just like removing that doubt. And like that doubt fades as I got older. And of course, I put the work in. I think the whole thing about this is like when you're younger and you're thinking about the future, even me now, when I think about my future, I think about it in like the bigger picture or like, I think about all the big things. Like, I think like, oh, a year from now, like, what city will I live in? Will I have a car? Like, will I have a boyfriend? Like, what will my friend group look like? What do my favorite activities like look like? Who will I be, you know? But when you're thinking about all of those like questions and like your own future, you never stop to think about Mm -hmm. like those small things. Yeah, that's true. You're thinking of like a fairy tale faraway life, but it doesn't seem like realistic almost. Or like you just don't think about like the small, small things like that. One thing that I'm realizing now that you're asking me this question is that as I got older, I became less and less obsessed with the future. Like I feel like when I was younger, I was so worried about my future. Everything I was doing was for my future. By the time I like got to college and then now Mm -hmm. as an adult, I feel like I could not tell you what I'm going to be doing in like a year from now. You know what I mean? Oh no, okay, this is like so random, and I guess it's like, maybe has to do with like the books I'm reading. Okay, so a few months ago, right, like I Mm -hmm. went to the library, and I wanted to check out books, and I was like, let me go check my Goodreads to see what books I wanted to read. Mm -hmm. And I went to the Goodreads, and like there was this one guy I wanted to read a book about, uh, a book from. He has like a lot of popular self-help books, but he's like, he's writing from like a Buddhist perspective. Mm -hmm. And then I realized like, oh, he's a Buddhist monk. And then I was like Googling this guy's history, like he has headed like multiple like monasteries or whatever. And I was like looking up like retreats and everything. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what if I go on like a Buddhist (laughs) retreat? 
and i was like i'm really yeah, hyped so like cool. i really want to do that like not this year because i just don't have money i haven't even moved like all this shit but it's actually my goal to go next year but uh <laughs> oh, that's cool. yeah that's so random yeah dude dude we can go but th- dude i'll tell you later i'll tell you later this there you have like a few monasteries across the u.s and then obviously there's like mm-hmm. different monasteries that aren't related to him too yeah, but yeah. anyways because of that i was like okay like roja can you chill like you first of all i didn't even read the book yet you just like read like five pages like, <laughs> and you don't know anything about buddhism so maybe you should like do something at home first before you go on the retreat and i was like okay mm-hmm. realistic <laughs> because of that i've been reading a lot of articles mm-hmm. and i feel like the biggest thing about postgrad is like there's nothing to do you're not chasing the future like you are in, in college like you have to live in like the present moment i mean it, you could be yeah okay some people do yeah some people do like pe- especially like probably grad students or, like people who are chasing like a specific career goal like a road more people than you'd like to think are stuck chasing something I mean, honestly, that's so true. Lately, I'm like light switch on, like awakening. So I wasn't like this before. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people really don't live in their present moment. Life is so busy that they always just be like running around doing something else. That was like so random, but I, I just wanted to mm-hmm. share that because I was like, wow, good realization, Kavya. <laughs> <laughs> on that same vein, what would you think if you met your younger self? Like, I feel like you pin all of your hopes on your future self almost. Mm-hmm. So like, it feels different to be like, what would my younger self think of me but honestly if i met my younger self i would be like damn you're so cool like i actually really like who i was i was like in college and like when i was younger i think i was really really cool i was like damn little shoddy you doing your thing like okay (laughs) yeah i know right i can't believe this is still a thing and i'm sure i've mentioned this on another podcast because this is like my pet peeve but when people post like pictures of themselves when they were like fucking eight years old and they're like this is how ugly as shit i was (laughs) and now i glue <laughs> that is so crazy to me. When I see pictures of my younger self and like what I'm wearing and all that stuff, it's kind of cam. Like I kind of like it. No, dude, I love it. I think it's so cool. I don't know. It kind of reminds me how much mm-hmm. I just did not care when I was younger. Yeah, and honestly, that's what I really like about my younger self. I think this also relates to like this whole topic mm-hmm. of healing. People are probably so tired of me saying this. And they're probably like, bro, can you like move on? But I think myself freshman year, like I think of myself and that's how like free I feel now. But like that year, I was literally like so free, so vibey. Mm -hmm. Nothing anybody said to me could like make a dent. I was literally just vibing on my own, chilling, doing my thing. I was just finding a lot of the hobbies I like, figuring out what I wanted to do for like the first time. And like just like experimenting a lot. I don't know. I spent so much time alone, honestly. Because, like, when you're a freshman in college and you move somewhere, it's, like, you have friends and, like, you schedule hangouts and stuff. I would just, like, spend so much time in my dorm room and or on campus by myself that that was, like, really cool. And then after that, I think I started to spend, like, a lot of, lot of time with, like, other people. I don't think, like, spending time with other people is bad. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's some things you learn when you're with yourself. And then there's other things you learn when you're in a relationship, just with friends with people as well. I feel like when you interact with people, you end up like learning a lot, but you also end up absorbing a lot of like what other people are saying or like doing or just like you you just absorb a lot from other people. I think now I'm like back to that state, but I feel like it's almost like a unlearning process. You go through the world and then like to get back to yourself, you have to like peel off the layers of like bullshit that you're like just dealing with in the world. And then you're like, oh, this is me mm. now. Damn. <laughs> like- yeah, yeah. And I think even going back to what we were talking about before, I think I would be surprised, like, my older self to my younger self, my younger self to my older self, however you want to think about it, I think I would be surprised about how similar my present self and my past self are. 
Dude, yes. Oh my God. I was thinking about this recently because last year I was struggling a lot, like those first six months at my job because I was like losing myself to like keeping up with that and struggling and stuff. Similar to how people do in college, you just like obsess over it. I was trying to find hobbies because I realized like I was spending no mm. time doing anything I enjoyed. Mm. And then I was like, oh, what do you enjoy now? Because like, you know, reading is not hitting the same. And I used to like spend literally all my waking time like reading webtoons or like fan mm-hmm. fiction or stuff. So I was like, damn, you don't mean like reading? Like what the hell do you be doing now? So I was trying to find new hobbies. And I feel like a lot of the hobbies that I'm picking up again are all things I enjoyed mm. as like a child or before I started college. And so it's mm-hmm. been really nice because it's like, wow, I'm so similar to like middle school me i'm the same person when it comes to like my interests and hobbies so i think that's been like really really nice honestly that's true and i think i've been doing a lot more of that as well like woke up today and i colored in my coloring book and then i read a couple pages of my book right (laughs) so cute (laughs) yeah and i think that a lot of it is just like when i used to try and change habits that i had or gain new ones or whatever it might be i think a lot of the advice that i followed not necessarily like the toxic hustle culture kind of thing you know like self-discipline youtube videos that you watch and i think that for me framing it in that sense doesn't really work when i frame reading as just like pleasurable relaxing thing that i just do and i can read one or two pages of Mm -hmm. and then put away inserting joy into it or like making it a fun thing rather than like a discipline thing honestly made me do it a lot more dude yeah i think that's also why i was like struggling so much last winter there is this tiktoker i follow who's a bodybuilder i feel like changed my mind last year like around the fall i've always been someone who's like oh like fuck hustle culture like i'm (laughs) anti-grind like also a point of detriment to a point where i was like falling into like pity for Mm -hmm. myself or like all this bullshit so then i saw her content about like you do things that are hard even when they're hard you can do hard things but also you have to do hard things you just have to follow through on things like you can't pity yourself all the time or like give yourself the option not to do something Because, like, discipline is just, like, showing up every day even if you don't want to do something. That was, like, life-changing for me because I was, like, oh. I was always asking myself what I felt about what I was doing. I never understood that you could just do something. I was always, like, attaching emotions to everything. A lot of times that emotion is shame. Then if you're, like, shameful about everything you do, it's, like, you can't even be happy. You can't even be vibing. You can't do activities that are, like, small and and joyful. No, when you first started saying that, I thought that you were saying that we were having opposite experiences, but it really just seems like we were having the same experience. And hear me out. (laughs) And it's so, like, simple now that I'm saying it out loud. I value having fun. That's what I think life is about, in a sense. Obviously, there's other things as well. But one of the things that I really prioritize in my life is, like, enjoying Mm -hmm. it, right? And so to attach fun to things that I would otherwise find as mundane Mm -hmm. or difficult or annoying or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be, attaching that emotion the way you also removed emotion from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, there's, it's, there's like a connection there. Just like not yeah. assigning negative emotion to things. I was going to say like, I did go a little bit too deep into that content and then I was like, oh my god, everything needs to be disciplined. And so then I had to like pull myself out of that. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I'm more at the equilibrium that you're speaking about where like everything is joyful. I feel like there's something life-changing about that. Because mm-hmm. sometimes like people make everything negative or like it's hard to see the small things as fun. Because when you were saying like, oh, in my life, I value fun and I prioritize fun. I think when you first say that, like, a lot of people would just like assume oh so when you say that you mean like partying or like going to concerts having fun in that sense but i think there's something like oh yeah yeah but it's like life doesn't have to be like that's not what we say when we're saying like have fun in life 
Like, you can have fun doing even small things. We've talked about this in other podcast episodes as well, where it's, like, you say one thing and people assume that you're against the other thing. So, like, just because I like having yeah. fun doesn't mean I'm against discipline. Even just, like, having habits. Like, I have, like, my daily mm-hmm. little habits that I do. And I feel like for me, the habits are, like, old me would be, like, oh, that's, like, you must be so stressed, like, cleaning is a habit. But I'm, like, no, that shit's a vibe now. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, that was a bad example. Do you think you have any advice for your younger self? I like my life right now, kind of. I mean, like, there's a few things I'm trying to do, like, prepare for, like, this summer and fall and stuff. But I like my life right now, so I wouldn't tell them to chase anything, like, super crazy. All the relationships and, like, things in life right now are, like, very content and peaceful. You spend your life with so many other people, it's like, when your relationships are doing good, you're doing good. But I would say, like, take more risks, travel more. I re- I kind of regret not traveling as a student. I was always, like, really broke. So I was always like, oh, I'll travel after I graduate and like when I have money and stuff. But I think it would have been nice to travel even if I was broke with my other broke friends because now that I'm like out of college and that I have a job, I feel like going places, like when you're saying have a trip now, it's not like, oh, go to the beach or like go somewhere nearby. It's like, oh, buy plane tickets. Things are bigger when you're an adult. I almost feel like things cost more. Suddenly you have to get like ask for time off. It's all this like bullshit. I'm like, <laughs> I should have just traveled in college. Other than that, one life-changing advice that I think is like really helping me now that I would like to give my younger self is like stop scripting your friends' thoughts and behavior so much. The thing I try to not do now, and it's like a very active thing I'm like trying to fix, is like sometimes I assume what my friends will think or say. So I almost run the scenario in my head of like, oh, I want to go tell this person something. And then I'm like, oh no, they're going to think it's stupid as hell. Or like they're going to have this thought or emotion or like they're going to react in this way. Recently in life, I feel like I've become like someone who is like really thoughtful of other people I try to be. Like I try to act in a way where I won't make other people upset. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. You know when you're thinking about what the other person will feel if you say something or do something. So like why does it matter if they feel that way? Like to you personally? Basically, so many people were like really thoughtful or mindful or like communicative with me that I'm like, oh yeah, I should do that too. So I think it's like a nice thing to do it back. But in the process of that, I feel like I've learned a lot of compassion for other people. In my time, like building that part of myself up, the like extroverted person, I used to really not know how to interact with people and be really introverted. But now I feel like I'm like really good at interacting with people. I wasn't really working on like my own love for myself or like my compassion with myself. Nowadays, I know like, okay, these people are my friends and they're very close friends to me. So like if I love my friends and I'm always rooting for them, then in reality, my friends are probably always rooting for me and like thinking nice things about me. But my own self, it's almost like, oh, I don't believe someone would like think of you that way. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to see the lovable parts of yourself because like I love myself. I think I'm really awesome. And like I recognize so many things that are good about myself every day, but there's still like some things where I'm like, um maybe with that friend like maybe they think i'm annoying or like shit like that where it's like those leftover parts of yourself you haven't healed yet they come up as like an insecurity when you're like thinking about your friends almost so like that's what i mean when i say like stop scripting what your friends are thinking first of all if that person's your friend and they are why the fuck would they think something you're saying is like stupid or like if you're sharing something joyful with someone why would they think anything negative about it you know and so that's what i kind of mean when i say like stop scripting and like assuming your friend's emotions Just tell them they love you. They're going to support you. It doesn't matter. Just open up more. I think I had a lot of boundaries or like my walls are really high when I'm younger. So I would tell myself like, bro, chill out. If you just open up more, like you will not like, it's not that deep. 
But what would you tell your younger self? I guess I don't have a lot of advice for my younger self. I think that any of the advice that I would give my younger mm-hmm. self would be extremely basic. Just relax. <laughs> Just chill out. Okay, it sounds like so unhelpful when you say it back. Well, yeah, because it is. Okay, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I feel like the first time you ever unclench in life, you're like, wow, life is so unserious. So when you're saying, like, calm down, it's like, legit, bro, like, just calm down. (laughs) Nothing really matters that much. And I don't even think I would be able to communicate that to my younger self. (laughs) Exactly. This is why I just don't have regrets, because God could have come down themselves and told me, this is the answer to your problems. (laughs) 16-year-old me would have met God, and I still would be like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) You don't know my my problem. I'm crying. Dude, that's what I'm saying. It just clicks one day. I feel like it's just a mindset change. Like, you literally cannot tell yourself. A lot of that is because I am so content with who I am right now. So in order to be content with who Mm -hmm. you are right now, you also have to be content with your younger self. Since we're talking about healing, I also wanted to talk about reparenting yourself. So what does reparenting yourself look like to you? So reparenting myself, it's almost like when people talk about like healing your inner child. Honestly, I feel like I'm just regular parenting myself. I love my parents, like slay, love my parents. But I'm like, you motherfuckers did not parent me at all. Like, I'm like looking, <laughs> I look back at so much shit and I'm like, bruh, and you didn't tell me this? Like, what? <laughs> it's their first time being parents too, but they're just vibing. Like, <laughs> like they will ever teach me anything. It's like so funny. But yeah, I'm just parenting myself. Back with the thing about like that TikTok bodybuilder, I've had to teach myself discipline. Obviously, people talk about like discipline and they try to discipline you, all this type of stuff. But unless you want something for yourself, you will never understand it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, teaching myself discipline was, like, a big one. Because before, like, in college, if I didn't want to do something, I just wouldn't do it. And it caused a lot of, like, stress and, like, emotional regulation issues. Like, I had to teach myself emotional regulation. That's what reparenting looks like to me, is, like, changing, like, how my mind works. Changing my thought patterns. When you start catching yourself, thinking negative things about yourself, negative things about other people, like Mm -hmm. just any thoughts that you have, when you actually realize what you're thinking and you're like, bro, why am I thinking like this? You have a lot of opportunity to change who you are, change your mindset, change your life. And so for me, that's what reparenting myself is, is like asking myself like, okay, why do I think that about this? And more importantly, like, is there something else I want to think? How do I want my life to look? And like, what can I do right now that will like help me? For me, it's like nurturing my current self. Like a lot of people talk about like healing their inner child, but I think it's also really important to like heal your current self. Checking in with yourself and like asking yourself what you want to do, going with the flow. That's what for me, the whole reparenting thing is. I don't know if that's like a completely different thing for you though. What do you think it looks like for yourself? Or have you even noticed yourself doing that in your life? Yeah, I think that for me, it's when I just like reflect on my life and I see the areas of my life that I'm struggling with as a result of my parenting growing up. And I just try and fulfill those areas now that I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. Basically the same exact thing that you were saying, healing your inner child. I think there's a lot Mm -hmm. of different ways that people talk about it. One of the things that was kind of ingrained in me growing up was how serious life is completely turning that on a 180 and telling myself that life really isn't that serious like i don't need to catastrophize about everything i don't need to be prepared for any possible situation because love my parents Mm -hmm. but dear god they were prepared for anything Mm -hmm. that immigrant mentality Mm -hmm. survival mentality yeah and i think like part of it is because they probably didn't have the same communities that they're used to so they need to assure that safety for themselves and their kids because they also like this is their first time in another country 
I have the privilege of not having to live mm-hmm. like that or think like that. And I'm going to train myself to not think like that. Yeah. I don't really catastrophize as much anymore. Like, obviously, I still have anxiety. But, like, life isn't as rule-based the way it was in my head when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Once again, like, when you're in that realization of every, like, single day you live is just literally your life. Life is not, like, your future. It's just, like, what you're doing right now. You shouldn't be, like, trying to cultivate your perfect life. You just have to recognize, like, whatever you're doing now is, like, literally what your life is. I think that the idea of being an individual is something that I had to learn for myself. I am lucky because I live in the United States where everyone is obsessed with being an individual. Mm -hmm. Life decisions and stuff like that felt like there was like a right decision that I have to make in consideration of everyone. Dude, you're putting it into like perfect words. That's honestly the realization I've been having these past few months. Literally, I am one person. I am an individual. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, like, when I am alone, I'm with myself. The fuck? <laughs> like, it sounds very, very cliche. Yeah. I think every lesson that I learn, it's like I've already heard this like a billion times from like older people or like in life and in society, people write books about this shit. But until you actually like have the realization, it literally like does not click. And I feel like when I look back on my life in hindsight, I'm like, oh, I was always part of a group. And then even when I thought I was being an individual, I was still, like, identifying with a group or, like, felt, like, defined by one thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where that pressure comes from. Do you think your pressure was, like, is it more of, like, the, okay, like, Indian daughter, like, family pressure? Or, like, where do you think that pressure of, like, not being an individual was coming from? Yeah, I think definitely being the eldest daughter has a lot to do with it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I do think My parents tried really hard and they tried their best to parent me. So it's almost like I feel like I need to accommodate their wants and needs into my life. Mm -hmm. In a surprisingly good way, they are actually less expecting of that as I get older. But it's even like simple things like I live in Madison or I live in Wisconsin. (laughs) I'd be like trying to give GPS coordinates. (laughs) (laughs) So real. I'm sure I've mentioned it before. My parents, especially my mom, is obviously like, why do you have to live so far away? But like, I really love the city that I live in. I like, can see myself mm-hmm. here for a couple years and my life is here now. It feels like home is here now, or at least it's starting to feel like that. Especially coming back from work trips and stuff, I felt more and more like, okay, yeah. this is my home. Of course, I have another home, but this is my home. Feeling like I need to have like, a solid explanation for why mm-hmm. I need to be living so far away. Mm-hmm. Your parents especially are a really good example of like a relationship where you feel like you owe someone something. But honestly, even like your friends can act as those figures for you or like maybe something is just like tying you down to like your current situation. But I feel like when you go through big life things like new city, new job, something where you're starting over, something about that is very healing because you're like losing the sense of obligation to people. And especially with, with your parents and like parental relationships. I mean, probably everyone feels that way about their parents, so I'm not going to say it's only like an Indian thing. My parents, they never really nurture a sense of individuality with me. And I mean, that sounds like bad. I'm not blaming them. Also, I think a huge thing for me is I'm literally a twin. So like people always lump me and Pooja together. We were never like identical twins that are like literally like you can't tell them apart. Me and Pooja have always been different. So I assume, okay, that's my individuality. But I don't think I was ever really like 
Because also when I was younger, like, I didn't know what job I wanted. I knew, like, my hobbies, like, I like to read. But, like, I never was like, oh, this is the job I want to do. Like, I never had a dream city. I never had any actual things about myself that were, like, super unique individual-wise. So I think finding who I am is also a part of reparenting yourself and, like, healing yourself and, like, connecting with who you were when you were younger, like, all that type of stuff. Oh my gosh, I keep plugging this book in like every podcast episode. I'm literally going to talk about this for like the next 10 episodes because that's how long <laughs> it's going to take me to read a fucking book, okay? Dude, no, reading is so slow. <laughs> I used to think I was good at reading. Tell me why I've been attempting to read this book for a month. I'm on page 20. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, plug your book. <laughs> I'm reading The Success Experiment and I think that you would enjoy that book based on what you're talking about. Side comment. I will add that to my list. Right now, I'm trying to read A New Earth Mm by Eckhart Tolle. Oh my gosh, I want to read that book too. Dude, I'll mail it to you when I'm done. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to read that book, Bell Hooks All About Love. And then I'm trying to also read one of those, like, I think it's called The Power of Now by Tish Nhat Han. You're trying to read three things at once. That's a problem, bro. I I, like read one and then I'm like, oh, but what does the other one say? It's because, like, my mind isn't, like, completely focused on one book. So it's, like, hard for me uh-huh. to read the pages. But, yeah, those are the books yeah. that are, like, I, like, need to read them right now. I'll read that one. That one sounds really good. I feel like Flex has a lot of insights uh-huh. that I've, her whole podcast used to give me so many realizations about life, too. Even when you were talking about that feeling when you move or, like, you have a new start, part of that is momentum. When you first start somewhere new or like have a new start, you have like a sense of momentum that you can use to push you to do the things that are like otherwise scary or you don't have the energy for. Around the six month mark was kind of when it hit me where I was kind of like, I'm not that happy and Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose momentum at once. kind of have to realize like, damn, my life is shit in (laughs) order to like, (laughs) you almost have to realize like, damn, my life really sucks. And then I feel like that's what motivated me to start thinking in like the first place because i was like okay well like if i'm unhappy right now like what would make me happy like what type of things should i be working towards i guess some people have goals right out of college or they're like always know what they want to do but i think when you hit that wall of like okay i've been trying my hardest in this one direction and it's not working i'm unhappy right now like what should i be doing how can i change that's like a very interesting time like you said you build all that momentum So on the topic of reparenting, how do you deal with meeting your parents' expectations? Oh my god, dude. Okay, before we get into that, over the past few months, I feel like my relationship with my parents has actually, like, improved a lot. When I thought about, like, a strong relationship with my parents, I was like, oh, when I can finally tell them everything, or, like, when they trust me to go out late at night. And we're not there yet. (laughs) My parents are still like, bitch, be back at 9.30, (laughs) the fuck? But recently, I've had the realization that, again, like, my parents are human, too. They're trying their best. This is their first time being parents. Realistically, coming to the conclusion that my parents don't know how to regulate their emotions was, like, crazy (laughs) for me. Because, like, the fact I actually recognized, okay, yeah, parents are supposed to be people who, like, guide you and like they're supposed to know everything why can't they emotionally like regulate and stuff and then turning those thoughts into just being like okay well they don't know how to do that (laughs) so like what can you do and you can't do anything after i had that realization where i was like well my parents are the way that they are and like there's no point of like wishing for them to change i understand them so much more now and like honestly because i understand them more their expectations don't have so much pressure Before, I was always like, damn, I know my parents wish I did this major. They're just okay with the major I chose. They didn't really like it. Or like, oh, my parents have these expectations of me to like work a really good job or like act Mm -hmm. this way, like be this type of person. 
now I'm like, I understand my parents are human and those expectations, they're honestly born out of like love and fear. My parents are just like afraid that like, if I don't do like X, Y, Z, like what if I don't make enough money and then I'm like unhappy in life because like, oh, I'm struggling to get like an apartment in a place I like or like, oh, they want me to act in this certain type of way because if I don't act in that way, like what if someone mistreats me or like what if someone takes advantage of me? Right now, I feel so freed from my parents' expectations. Like, they don't bother me at all. I mean, I also, no offense to my parents, like, I don't really care about the expectations or, like, they're just not part of my life plan, so I don't really care. Like, those aren't my expectations for myself, so why should I even let it bother me if it's not something I accept for myself? Mm -hmm. What about you? How do you deal with meeting your parents' expectations? Um, I think I've set a pretty good standard that I, I don't want to and I won't when i was younger Mm. high school in my teenage years you could say i wasn't meeting expectations and i think that that really set my life up well because (laughs) this isn't my situation but i think that some people are in situations where like they're facing so much pressure from their parents to Mm -hmm. have a certain life or be a certain way or whatever it may be right i think in those situations a lot of it is the idea that they can make you do what they want Honestly, that's like the perfect way to put it because my parents always started being more chill because like I didn't do the majors they wanted or like in college, I was just like doing mid. So like, (laughs) I think honestly, the reason that that probably improved like our relationship or like in general can work for other people is when your parents see you doing mid and they understand, okay, they'll be fine. Like, (laughs) like they're mid right now and like they're not going to die. Like just because they're not succeeding in the way I want them to succeed doesn't mean they're gonna like flop or like be jobless like be struggling on their own like look they're not doing what i want but they're doing perfectly fine your parents seeing that it honestly helps the relationship so much because it's like already proved to you like i'm not gonna spontaneously combust yeah i think it makes you seem more human to them and i think it shows that even if you fail in your parents eyes you can still succeed in your own eyes and like honestly when they see you being happy and like doing your own thing then they're like okay yeah it's not that offensive anymore Yeah, and I think on, like, the flip side, now that I'm older, I think that, like, I align with immigrant parent expectations a lot more, and I think that was kind of scary for me, because oftentimes, like, when you meet a standard with immigrant parents, those standards will continue to get higher and higher and higher. Like, I always want my parents to want better for me, higher in the sense of career, and I think that by showing them in college, like, I made my own decisions, and I ended up exactly where I wanted to be. Show them, like, yeah, they can, like, try and guide me, but at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I want to do with my life, and oftentimes I will land on my feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I think what you said about a lot of it comes from fear is, is a really big thing. I know everyone always says your parents are human, blah, 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 blah. And I feel like everyone kind of has to come to terms with that on their own. Because I feel like a lot of people have anger towards their parents of like, oh, I wish you did this for me. I wish you did that for me. Like, why did you do this to me? And like, for some people, it's like definitely harder than other people. Because like some people's parents, it's like borderline abuse, bro. The way your parents treat you is not always fair. Just because I love my parents now does not mean like I agree with everything they did in my childhood. I'm made peace with a lot of it now. Mm. Like it doesn't bother me. Some things I just straight up changed my mind and I was like, yeah, I would have done the same thing or like I would do the same thing now if I was in their shoes. When you see that, the way you treat your parents changes a lot. And then when they can sense that, even though outwardly it might not be like a huge difference, it just like repairs a lot of the relationship naturally because like you're not snapping on your parents for everything they do. You're a lot kinder. In return, it's a safest place for them. Like they're not always playing defense almost. If I was exactly in my parents' shoes and like their kid was always yelling at them, like mad as hell at the world and them mm-hmm. and like doing all the mm-hmm. shit that I was doing or that any child does. Honestly, if I was in your shoes, I would do the same thing. Nowadays, 
the whole immigrant parent thing, it's like becoming less and less of like an issue in my life. And I think that has to do with like how parental relations also change as you age. Like, I feel like your relationship with your parents has changed so much since when you were in high school. Yeah, yeah, of course. (laughs) So like, I'm excited though for the future because I think like, even though like I have so much compassion with my parents right now and I'm like, I'm an adult, I'm chill, broski, you can trust me, like all that shit. Like they still have to feel comfortable in that relationship. So like my parents are still really strict with me. It's definitely still like very strict like parent child. But I think like as we get older, I think it would be cool to see when my parents actually Mm -hmm. see me as an adult versus just like when I see Mm -hmm. myself as an adult. And I'm excited to see what it'll be like when I'm like 26 or like 30, 35. Like what will my relationship be with my parents when I have kids? Yeah, I I have kids, Or like just like when I'm older. Okay, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Dude, no problem. I feel like, I don't know, we talk so much today. I'm happy that we got to talk about the subject. I feel like it's really cool. Yeah, me too. Bye, guys. (laughs) This was Coaches Don't Play. Okay, Slay.